Hi, I'm Sanera Madani, and I'm a mom of two, a daughter of an immigrant and an unlikely entrepreneur who went from scaling an idea to a billion dollar business. Yes, a billion dollar business. Along the way, I learned that less than 2% of female founders ever hit 1 million in revenue. And I became obsessed on a mission to change that. I believe that there is so much gatekeeping in business knowledge and that we as female entrepreneurs should be learning from other female founders and leaders who have broken the statistics. Since I never went to CEO school, I've had to learn it all the hard way, but you shouldn't have to because we believe that you deserve to have it all. And honestly, nothing bad happens when women make more money. Grab a seat because class is officially in session. Welcome to CEO School. Hey everyone, it's Sanera here. CEO School is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. We are part of a family of shows designed to help professionals listen, learn, and grow by providing access to the world's leading B2B podcasts like Success Story, hosted by Scott D. Clary. Success Stories features Q&A sessions with successful business leaders, keynote presentations, and conversations on sales, marketing, business, startups, and entrepreneurship. I recently enjoyed listening to Scott interview Rebecca Zung, who is recognized as a top 1% attorney and, get this, a narcissist negotiation expert who shared her perspective on how to negotiate your best life. Listen to Success Story wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Wind Down Wednesday at CEO School. I'm your host, Sanira Madani, and today I thought I would try something different. On my Instagram, I posted a Ask Me Anything. So I'm going to pick a few of your questions and get them answered. And for our listeners everywhere, these are, you can always ask me questions in our DMs. You can send us a DM and ask the questions and hopefully I'll get, I always answer my DMs, but whenever I do an Ask Me Anything, I try to actually respond back to them. And this is a great way for us to have this interactive session here today and answer these questions because they were so good. These are all business questions, some are personal questions, but a lot of them are the same theme. Um, And so I'm gonna just do an open coaching session with all of you. So entrepreneurs everywhere, buckle up. It's going to be a quick 15 to 20 minutes and I'm gonna fire away and grab a pen and notepad because I guarantee that you're going to be learning something amazing. So a lot of questions I see here are focused on investment. How did you uh, bootstrap stacks initially? How did you gain your angel investors? How do I secure funding? How do I attract investors? Investors, investors, investors. So lots of questions about investors. So um, my first thing back to all of you is first, is your company even investable? Right? I think that that's a question that um, you have to make sure that you understand that just because your company, you know, might not be investable doesn't mean that it's not a good business. Not every company is a scalable, investable business. And so a lot of venture capitalists and investors um, are looking for companies that are scalable. And why is because they're looking for an ROI on their money. They're looking for a return on their investment. And so in order for them to gain a return on their investment, you have to exit your company and sell your company for a greater value so that they can get their money back and a multiple on their investment. 
And so you have to first know if your company is even ready for investment. And an example that um, you know, I gave is I you know I get pitched a lot uh, from companies, and you know we currently I do angel investing myself. We have a fund called Side Hustle Ventures. Um, I've invested in a little over twenty plus companies at this point, um, and led many uh, series uh, series and seed rounds, series A and seed rounds uh, for our portfolio companies. And first, I don't think women and people understand like if their company is investable or not. So an example that I like to give is, um, you know, this one company like recently, she sent me an email saying, you know, I'm looking for investment um, for my company. I think it can scale. And, you know, I, you know, I want to secure a million dollars in investment. And my response back was would love to see like her pitch deck, would like to understand her revenues and her growth plans and why she needs the investment. And when when she actually sent that back to me, it was clear that her company wasn't ready for an investment. So she has a product company. I'm not going to call it it's a beauty product company. And she messaged and said that, you know, it's she's done $18,000 in sales on this beauty product. And that's amazing. She's gotten some proof of concept. But her product right now, it's, it's you know, when, and she asked for a million dollars in um in investment. And I think that she, you know, wh- why does she need a million dollars? Where does that number come from? What is she going to do with that million dollars? And how are we going to take that million dollars and go turn that into $10 million? And so it is important for you to have a clear understanding of your business and where the business can scale. And if you're looking to make it scale, that is when you require an investment. So what I would have loved from this um from this company and from this CEO would have been, hey, I have $18,000 in scale, you know, right now in this product, but our cost of acquisition on our customer, because we, you know, acquire our customers digitally. So it costs me, um, you know, $20 to go acquire a customer through our ads. And, you know, our average cart size is $120. So for every $20 that I spend, I'm able to get back $120 for from from um uh, from my customer. So I want to scale my advertising because there's so much opportunity and I'm capped because I only have so much funding to put into it and that's a scalable way for me to scale and there's so much opportunity there. And then also my cost on the product, so it cost me $20 to land this customer. My average cart is $120 and it cost me, you know, $40 for the production of the supplies. But that's because I'm only ordering in smaller quantities. And so I need, um, you know, 200000 to then secure my own shipping and handling facilities and product, you know, development center so that I can scale from the 1,000 units to 10,000 units and therefore lowering my cost of goods from $40 to $20. So that decreases my cost here. So I need that investment for that. And then lastly, as we're continuing to grow and scale because we are adding in customers on a growth percentage of nearly, you know, um, you know, 80% month over month on our sales are increasing, I need to scale my team to support that growth. Therefore, based on the team, based on the product, and based on our needs and our proven track record of sales and marketing, I need a total investment of $600,000 to support these initiatives, which will then drive my end of year forecast from going from, you know, a million dollars, you know, 800000 to $3 million this year. And so which company is investable, right? Is it that I have this one product and I want a million dollars in investment 
or this really clear plan and track record to say why I need this investment. So I come back here and ask, and I always ask the entrepreneur, and I'm asking all of you that, you know, I hear a lot of, I need, I just need an investor, right? If I just had an investor, my company can scale. If that's the case and you need dollars, then let's go find the dollars. You can also get investment through debt financing in your business. You can get an investment from friends and family. So there's a lot of other ways to, and then you can also self-finance your business from the profits of the business. But you have to have that like proven uh, methodology to say, if I take a dollar, that it has to be one plus one equals three, right? And you have to be able to show that scalability. And that's what investors are looking for. So it's so important for you to understand, one, is your business investable? Two, um, is, you know, what are the other sources of funding? Or how do you get to that track record so that you can also get the right value for your company, right? So you're not giving away too much equity too soon. I could probably sit and do another entire talk on investment because there's lots of questions here on investment and I wanna get to a few other questions, but to my team noted, one of our next episodes needs to be clearly on gaining investment. And then a question on how to attract investors, right? So once you know your company is investable, you have a track record of success, how do you actually attract investors? What I will tell you is you're not going to attract investors by sitting and listening to this podcast or by sitting and sitting behind a screen. You're going to meet investors through a community. You're going to meet investors in person. You're going to meet investors at events and face-to-face and networking. And it's all about connections. And that's definitely something that I've learned over the last 10 years. It's not what you know, it's who you know. And it is very, very important for you to expand your circles, for you to get out there and network and be parts of be part of communities and show up to conferences. And it, you know, there might not be that immediate ROI in terms of you're looking for this one particular thing or meeting this one particular investor, but you build relationships over time. And you have to you have to continue to cultivate and build relationships. So all of my investors over the last several rounds, I have not met. It wasn't the first time that I met them. We ended up doing deals several years actually after we had been talking. And so um, very important for you to keep the you know keep relationships at top of mind and actually show up to the right conferences as well and be in the right communities. So if you are looking for investors and you are a venture like a venture scalable company, a company that can be backed by venture capital, then go to some amazing venture conferences. Um, I personally sit on the board of Venture Atlanta. Um, It is an amazing conference. It happens every year in Atlanta. And it's a great place for entrepreneurs to meet and specifically talk about investment, hear pitches. And then you also get an opportunity to apply to pitch. So I encourage you to um, get yourself out of your computer (laughs) and get in like in real life because that is where Um, investors are. So, and that's exactly to the next question is how I bootstrapped stocks was through that. I was out and about. I was networking. I was everywhere in Orlando. I was every single place that I could talk about stocks. I showed up to all the business networking. I showed up to all of the venture stuff. I went to pitch competitions. I enrolled in pitch competitions and, um, you know, even university meetups for startup meetups. I did things every Wednesday, like One Million Cups, which is like this Kauffman Foundation um, meetup that, you know, I believe it still takes place, but in different cities everywhere where you meet over a cup of coffee and you listen to an entrepreneur pitch or like at a coffee shop. And so I went and listened to so many entrepreneurs pitch, even when I wasn't pitching, 
because I wanted to hear their pitches and learn from their pitches. And so you've got to put yourself in the right place. And that's truly really important. Um, another question that you guys are asking on this on uh, on the Ask Me Anything is how do you stay motivated? Um, you do so much. Um, you're balancing all these things. How do you stay motivated to get the things com- like accomplished on your list? So, and lots of questions on productivity and time management. So I'm gonna try to like bucket this together. I really believe in not doing everything, but doing the right things. When I first got started in entrepreneurship, like one of our big core values at the company was getting shit done. Like we always had to get shit done and it's super important to get shit done. However, over time, we switched that core value from getting shit done to getting the right stuff done. And it's not it's not about just getting all the stuff done. It's getting the right things done. And that's even part of CEO school and even our journal. Every single day, I ask you to write your needle movers. So you want to focus on the things that move the needle, the move the needle for you, for your business, or things that are important to you. And I... I'm going to link our three bucket principle podcast here in the show notes. But um, this is my philosophy in life is, you know, you have seasons of it and you get to pick three things that you want to add to your to your plate this season. And for me, my, you know, my three are stacks, my family and this NCO school. And therefore, I have to say no to everything else that isn't that. And there's so many opportunities that come. There's so many things that happen. But how I stay consistent and productive is actually by saying no to the things that don't move the needle for me in one of those three buckets. While you're listening to this podcast, you're probably doing something else too. Mastering the art of cooking, driving your kids to practice, dancing like no one's watching. We get it. When you're having conversations with your customers, the same is probably true for them. They're IMing their teams mentally planning their date nights. So growing conversations beyond the moment can be challenging. HubSpot helps you go beyond the moment by connecting you and your teams, giving you access to the exact same data and helping you see the full customer picture, what motivates them, what their expectations are, and how you can blow them out of the water. With powerful tools that connect marketing, sales, ops, and service, HubSpot's powerful CRM platform powers you and your teams to transform customer moments into extraordinary customer experiences. Learn how HubSpot can help your business grow better at HubSpot.com. Running a business is hard. Managing employees is hard. Getting customers through the door is even harder. But getting paid shouldn't have to be. This is where Stacks Payments is here to help. As an intuitive platform for invoicing, recurring billing, in-person, as well as online payments, Stacks is a one-stop hub to get you paid. What's even better? Stacks has one flat fee for the month instead of percentages you can't understand. Stop spending time tracking down customers or payment tools that fail on you. Set your automations up with Stacks Payments today. As CEO and founder of Stacks and CEO School, it's been my mission to support female leaders, founders, and CEOs. With Stacks, I'm able to do so by providing fast, easy, and affordable way to process payments every day for you. I encourage you guys to think about what are like the three most important things in this season for you today. And the reason why I say it's in seasons is because it changes, right? Next season, it could be something else and it's allowed to change. We're fluid humans. We're multidimensional. 
We're allowed to be multi-passionate. And so in this season, um, I want you to think about the three things that you're going to stay focused on and say no to everything else that isn't that. And then within your bucket, it's important for you to get the right stuff done, right? It's not about doing everything. It's about doing the right things. And when you're doing the right things, the needle moves faster for you. And that is how you're able to have this like work-life integration. I don't believe in work-life balance. Um, I, I want it to all be integrated where I am spending time in all three of my buckets weekly. Uh, and that's how I balance my time is I know where my dedicated time is for stocks and I'm committed to moving the needle in the right areas. And I'm committed to making sure that my bucket isn't so overfilled at stocks that I can't fill my bucket for myself or for my family or for my impact. And so it's important for you to know what your what the things that what things are important, say no to the things that are not, and then over a week's perspective, right? Say, how am I actually balancing my time? So for example, I'm leaving for a conference. I'm literally going to be gone four days West Coast, and that's a long time, right? Then I'm going to give all my bucket to stacks. But I have to ensure that the rest of the time I'm filling for my family. So my family is actually going to come up and meet me at the end of the conference. And then we're going to have an incredible a weekend together. And that is how I'm able to fill 100% of that, of that bucket in the time that I have. And, you know, for, for CO school, the reason I batch and I uh, batch these episodes is because this is important to me. But I some weeks I can't fit it in to do a weekly show. And so I'm able to carve out the time to dedicate to, you know, to fill this bucket in the right manner. And so that is how I get all the things done. It doesn't happen every single day. And although it may look like every single day, it doesn't happen every single day. And the last part of lots of questions on staying motivated, I would say it's not easy to stay motivated all the time, but I think that if you have the right why in place and you stay consistent, that is what's going to help you. So it's not about putting in like, you know, let's just say the, you know, health and fitness, for example, staying motivated can say tough, right? Because it's it's hard and it's it's discipline, but it's not about being 100% clean all the time or working out at 100% every single day. Honestly, the people that last the longest are the ones that stay consistent, right? That put it, put in the effort every day, a little bit at a time, whether that's through micro habits or through um, like just through consistency or just showing up, right? Half the battle is just showing up. And so I stay motivated and, and encouraged because I try not to have this like all or nothing philosophy. I'm a huge believer in like baby steps. And, you know, I don't need to boil the ocean. I don't need to do everything for everyone or um, but I just want to I want to stay consistent in what I do. And so, for example, like even for CO school, there's so much opportunity. But I just want to stay consistent with this platform. Right. I've stayed consistent with the show and where my lifestyle is today. This is where I can support it. And so it's all about just being consistent and not necessarily about having the 100 percent motivation every day. I don't have the 100 percent motivation every day, but I have a habit of staying consistent. And so that's what helps me kind of accomplish all the things. All right, let's switch over gears to another theme that I see on these questions on Ask Me Anything is mom guilt. So many questions on motherhood and mom guilt. Worry that my business is meaningless um, if I don't spend time with my kids. Oh my goodness. Um, Mom guilt is definitely something that you know, every mother uh, feels, but I want to kind of normalize, like, I don't hear dad guilt that often, right? 
Why don't we hear about dad guilt? Why are we talking about mom guilt? And I do agree that it is hard for us as mothers. I'm sure it is hard for other fathers out there. I'm sure fathers also want to spend time with their uh, with their kids. But I think that if your motivation is, I think making your kids part of your motivation is what helps me kind of like not think about the mom guilt. And also having balanced time. So having a career does not need to mean that you never see your kids. Having a career or having a successful business doesn't mean that you're never home or that you're not a good mother, right? We have to um, separate out having a career or a business from being a mother, first and foremost, right? I can be a mother and an incredible business owner. I can be a great mother and a great business owner. I can be an incredible entrepreneur and an incredible parent, right? And it's that philosophy. It's not the or philosophy. It's the and philosophy. And I think that society, and it's not our fault as women that, you know, our society has put us in this category. They put us in a box to say, we have to choose. And you don't have to choose. And I think the first step in overcoming mom guilt is to not give it power, right? Is to say, you know, I, it's the and philosophy. I can do, have a career and be a great mother. And you have to truly believe that, right? If you don't actually believe that, then we're going to come back to the, you're going to always feel guilty. And then step number two is if you believe in the and, then there's tools to manage your time. Right. I would say I've actually been I'm an even more incredible entrepreneur after I became a mother because I became more efficient. I became more productive. I became more thoughtful. I became more focused about my time. And so I actually think it's a superpower. And I think that parents, working parents in general, are a superpower. So don't treat it as, um, you know, as kryptonite. Treat it as a superpower. And that is what the like that's the mindset mindset shift that needs to take place because you have to believe it. And then you could put the right tools around it, right? If and I could be a great entrepreneur and a great mother, and here's how, right? I'm gonna ensure that I am here's my boundaries. And here are the things that are really important to me to have to say no on the weekends and to spend time with my kids and to have more quality time. I will tell you that I spend truly, I feel like I spend more quality time with my kids than I'm a great mother. And I believe that in my core because I am a great mother. I spend such great time with my kids and I'm an incredible entrepreneur, right? And I'm an incredible podcast host and I'm an incredible wife. And it's the philosophy of and. And so that is how I personally um, overcame the mom guilt as I never let that even be part of my narrative. And I hope this helps any woman out there or any dad out there uh, because I don't think sometimes dads have a voice in the dad guilt game as well. Um, I encourage you to find those boundaries so that you can have the and. And also it's on you, right? This is why I come back to like the needle movers and I come back to like staying focused and doing the things that are like the most important things in your day and not everything and saying no to other things so that you can say yes to your kids and to yourself and to your business. And so there are sacrifices that have to be made as an entrepreneur, but your family does not have to be one of them. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. We are out of time today. There's so many more incredible questions here that I want to answer, but I won't be able to get to them today when I let you back on your Wednesday. But if you enjoyed today's episode and you want to do more of these Ask Me Anythings, 
say hi. Shoot me a DM. Follow us on Instagram and uh, you know, screenshot this episode and let me know that you want more of this or if you enjoyed today's episode. I appreciate all of you listening. We are growing the show so rapidly and it's because of all of you out there that have listened from day one. And I really appreciate your listenership. I really appreciate our dialogue every day. I appreciate the, you know, our dialogue on on and offline. And I just want to say thank you. And I want to invite you further into um, into the community of CEO School. If you love this show, come join us inside of our membership area. Come join us inside of the club, the boardroom, in one of the courses. Wherever you are in your entrepreneurial journey, there is a beautiful, beautiful spot for you. So come check out um, CEO School programs. And I'd love to see you on and offline. Until next week at CEO School. Running a business is hard. Managing employees is hard. Getting customers through the door is even harder. But getting paid shouldn't have to be. This is where Stacks Payments is here to help. As an intuitive platform for invoicing, recurring billing, in-person, as well as online payments, Stacks is a one-stop hub to get you paid. What's even better? Stacks has one flat fee for the month instead of percentages you can't understand. Stop spending time tracking down customers or payment tools that fail on you. Set your automations up with Stacks Payments today. As CEO and founder of Stacks and CEO School, it's been my mission to support female leaders, founders, and CEOs. With Stacks, I'm able to do so by providing fast, easy, and affordable way to process payments every day for you. Thank you for tuning into today's show. If you loved it, leave us a review. We are so proud to bring you authentic conversations, game changer expert guests, and valuable content on and offline. The best compliment you can give us is by screenshotting today's show and tagging us on Instagram at CEO School and at Sanira Madani. We are obsessed with swag, so don't be surprised if we want to send you some. Thanks for tuning into class today. And remember, nothing bad happens when women make more money.